As followers of Christ, we are faced with new norms and societal changes that may differ from our worldview. We see fads continue to shape not only our culture, but our beliefs as well. Are we following the trends of life, or are we seeking after the deeper truths which God places before us? We'll discuss these questions and more in Trend or Truth. Hey guys, it's Wes back again. You know, we covered identity really well over the last couple of podcasts, and so we're moving into our next series, which is Transformation. And I've got Mason with us today. Hey. And Sophie. Warm greetings. (laughs) So we have really had some great messages from you guys, and we just want to kind of summarize what you went through and, and how you sort of developed each one of your messages and what God was talking to you about. Who wants to go first? I can go first. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, mine was uh, last week, and uh, it was over. Uh, we're in the series on transformation right now. And uh, so I, I focused on the transformation that has to be by Christ, in Christ, and then for Christ. And really what that means is transformation by Christ is first you have to come to salvation in Christ. You have to accept him as your Lord and your Savior, and that's where it has to start. You can't really have true transformation beforehand. You can do your best to try, but good deeds alone are not what's going to make the truest impact in your life. It has to start with surrendering your life to Christ first. And then transformation in Christ is that relationship that comes with knowing him, and not just knowing him, but knowing other believers and truly getting to know the character of Christ and living out that character in your own life. And then transformation for Christ is the purpose that comes because once, because there's this saying that is said at my church, and I've kind of carried it on in my life too, it's that Christ doesn't just save you from something, he saves you for something. And that ultimate purpose is to spread the kingdom and introduce other people to Christ like we've been introduced to him. So good. And really what you were saying about the deeds part, if we go to you know James and talking mm-hmm. about the contrast between faith and deeds, you know, it's this blending of the two. In other words, James says there's so many people that try to pit faith and deeds against right. each other, and he says it's both. And what I, I really take away from what you said was that the internal is so important. Absolutely. And, and sort of like a sequence of that is that if we try to fix ourselves, if we try to just change what's on the outside Mm -hmm. to sort of look like other people and not necessarily go through the process of allowing God to come in and make changes that uh, are intangible or things that we don't necessarily see Mm -hmm. um, like character, like um, thought life. Um, and, And it makes me think of my favorite part of your message is whenever you were talking about the change in desire. Mm-hmm. And when when God comes in and starts changing us from the inside out, then it's our desires or our heart, which a lot right. of people talk about heart, and we, we're not talking about the biology, of course. We're right. talking about the things we want from life, the things mm-hmm. that are priorities, the things that... Uh, we want most in life, I guess, is, is the best way I can say it. And when those desires start to change, people then will see changes in our life, mm-hmm. the external stuff, the things that we 
actually see different uh, in all of our relationships, starting with our relationship with God and then with other people. And uh, it's the fruit, you know, it's it's what's been planted. It's what's uh, changed on the inside, just like, you know, the seeds, if you're taking sort of an agricultural look at it, seeds have been planted and now they're mm-hmm. starting to sort of germinate and right. as those things blossom in our lives, people are going to see the fruit of the change uh, of what God's doing in our lives. Absolutely. It's because yeah. uh, I think a lot of times nobody actually addresses the root because mm. if you don't change that root, it's yeah. not going to flourish and it's not going to be what it was intended to be you can replace the surface of it. But if you don't get down to the heart issue, then you're not really going to change as a whole person. You're not going to change as a new creation in Christ. And I think that's the thing that we fail to address most of the time is we don't go to the, what's the heart issue? What's the thing that's really creating those uh, causes for us to stumble time and time again in sin? If we don't address that, then true transformation can't happen. Yeah, that's so good, and it makes me think. Now, I didn't even uh, plan to think about the the parable that Jesus told about you know the the seeds mm-hmm. uh, being thrown out in different places and where they fell. Oh yeah, and talking yeah. about things that choke our our transformation mm-hmm. out. Like everybody gets the seed, uh, you know, the offer to become you know, a Christ follower. Right. And he, you know, he scatters the seed without, uh, <laughs> without trying to restrict it from certain groups of people. Everybody gets the opportunity. Right. But there are things in their lives that prevent the transformation. And one of those, like you were saying is like weeds or, or mm-hmm. things that choke out, um, that, transformation right. in our lives and unless those things are pulled out by the root mm-hmm. then it, it it just doesn't happen it, yeah 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 and there's another uh, kind of going off what you said earlier i mean we're talking about the desire and if that doesn't change then nothing's really going to change completely and but then there's also that uh this i think a scripture it's a uh, psalm 37 4 and it says take delight in the lord and he will give you the your heart's desires he'll give you the desires of your heart and I think we get that scripture confused a lot of times, and we think, oh, so if I delight in God, he's going to give me my ultimate desire, like, oh, I want this, I want that. But he says, take heart in him, desire him, and if your desire is God, then the desires of your heart are going to be the things of God. And so that's another misconception. We have to desire God ultimately for transformation to happen in our lives. So good. What about you, Soph? My message was, I started out talking about God's power, you know, the amazing things that he did for the Israelites, such as parting the sea, the amazing things he did for David, such as allowing him to defeat Goliath. And then I said, um, Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever And I emphasized how so many people think that he can't do what he used to do and like he couldn't bring transformation in my life, but he truly can. And my life is an example of that. And I talked about the severe mental issues I had. I had depression. I had suicidalness. I had panic attacks. And I really feel like he's transformed me and delivered me from those things in my life. Mm. 
But even the more mundane things, such as like, I'm a better student now that I was like, I'm giving that to Christ. I'm not going to hold on to that for myself. Right. Yeah, I mean, people tend to put God in a box these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and if God is who he says he is, uh, and he does say that he's the same, um, we can't limit God to doing certain things and say that uh, we believe in the the miracles that we read about. Right. You know? mm-hmm. um, again, we don't want to get hung up on things that are sensational. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, God, God's not a magician in the way we look at right. stuff for entertainment purposes. But, you know, things that are supernatural that only God can do, mm-hmm. we have to remember that nothing is impossible with right. God. And if if those things, those um, distractions, those things that are broken, all, all the stuff that prevent us from having an intimate relationship with God can only be changed by Him, it, it doesn't make sense that He would allow those to prevent or come between us right so it fits so well with what you're saying is that the desires if the desires are there not necessarily for god to do a miracle uh, like get us a brand new car yeah like Mm -hmm. i'm i'm praying because i really think i would look awesome (laughs) in the the 2021 whatever vehicle and i'll tell everybody out there jesus gave me a brand new car yeah Versus things in our life that are, are totally preventing us from living uh, our best life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and, and representing him well. And definitely things that are keeping us from joy and, mm-hmm. and uh, telling people how we are no longer the person that we used to be. Right. And we have been completely transformed mm-hmm. from the inside out. It, to me, it just doesn't make sense that God would not uh, want for us to, you know, come to him and right. say in my worst kind of weakness and all these other things that have prevented me from uh, knowing him like I should. And then also reflecting mm-hmm. who he is, his goodness at the same time, uh, I, I think that's most everybody's story you right. know, that has really come out of something that that they weren't able to fix on mm-hmm. their own. I think a big problem is that there's so many prayers that go unsaid. There's so many things that were like, they just like, things like depression. They want out of depression, but they won't pray to God to you know, transform them in that. And they think, well, that's too big for God. God can't do that which is just obviously not true yeah I mean again it goes back to not so much what God can or can't do but what is in his will yeah and and we don't want to be thinking of God like Santa Claus or right (laughs) now I guess it would be the Easter bunny you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) the Easter bunny didn't bring us what we wanted in our basket or whatever like we don't want to impose our will on him yeah we let him do what he's said that he's gonna do and Mm -hmm. yeah there's definitely that issue of trust where 
first of all, we believe he has the ability. Right. But also we believe that he knows better than we do what we actually need and this yeah. is what we want. There was a podcast I was listening to. I, th- I think it was, uh, it, it was actually, it was from my church. My pastor was talking about, uh, you know, what if God was answered every prayer that we ever prayed? <laughs> is that actually going to be good for us? Right. And in the end, I think if he did that, we wouldn't really rely on him the way he wants us to. We'd mm-hmm. just be like, oh, I want this. Oh, there it is. And then eventually I think we would start maybe taking the credit for the stuff that he's done rather than trusting in him and his plan for what he knows is best for our lives rather than what we know is best. Absolutely. And, and the timing, um, you know, God's timing is so much different than ours is. And there are situations where it's not necessarily no, mm-hmm. that this isn't what I want for your life, but that it's just not yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, we tend to become uh, stronger in our faith because of those things, mm-hmm. because we continue to go to him and um, invest more time in communicating with him. Or it could be that, you know, his timing is just something in our lives that needs to wait mm-hmm. uh, uh, so that we don't uh, jump ahead of right. his plan. I guess well, yeah, because we have to go through certain things and certain trials. Not that God places all those trials in our lives there, but we have to go through certain things so that we can be prepared because God has, he prepares everybody for their purpose. And if you just jump the gun, you're not going to be ready for those things that you're wanting in this time, but maybe in a few years you'll have the abilities that he's uh, placed in your life to prepare you for that moment. I think something that causes a lot of people to stumble in their walk is they say, I'm going through all these hard things. I can't believe God would do this to me. He obviously doesn't care about me or isn't real. And I think that so many people forget that just because something is hard Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's bad. Mm -hmm. It can be good for you to go through those hard things and it grows you and it transforms you into the person that Christ wants you to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I using what you Sophie talked about in your own message is is it how long the Israelites you know were in the desert in the wilderness mm-hmm. and what they needed to go through in order to transform their identity into who the, who God wanted them to be mm-hmm. is because they they needed to go through a process they weren't ready obviously because they kept doubting who God was they kept wanting to go back to Egypt right. and their old lives uh, mm-hmm. you know even as slaves mm-hmm. they they were just so distrustful of God's providing and his instruction his guidance in, across the board they wanted what they wanted right now and anytime that there was a process of waiting uh, they just went back to who mm-hmm. they used to be you know whether you're talking about making the idol the calf right and mm-hmm. all the other things that happen uh, there's there's definitely the process that we want to rush through we want the fast forward because mm-hmm. we right we're kind of in that mode today where we would rather have the microwave meal you know than yeah. wait on something else it, it, i don't care if it's not as good i just want it right now yeah definitely so I actually looked up the Luke 8 version of the parable of the sower. I kept saying seeds. (laughs) Uh, I just wanted to read it because I think it's so pertinent to transformation. 
And uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of it. And it says, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in, time, in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. And I think that's exactly kind of where you were going with that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the one that we all love is, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So persevering, I think, mm-hmm. is what we're talking yeah. about right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much that we talk about that's going to be new that God gives us, and then so much that has to go because we are we're a different person right. completely. And we talked about that in our, our last podcast. And... Um, a few people are, are going to be baptized at, at the services coming up. Yeah. We've been talking about baptism a lot, and I thought that was uh, something that doesn't cause transformation, but it is evidence right. of transformation. Right. It's like a, a, a public uh, display of what's going on on the inside of our lives, where our hearts are changing, where right. our desires are changing. And we're letting people know, uh, not just from a standpoint of uh, words that we say, mm-hmm. but we're absolutely uh, showing them in sort of a, um, I don't know how to say a symbolic way that, that doesn't seem to hold the meaning that it did back, you know, when Jesus was walking the earth, but it still matters because Jesus said to do it because right. he said to make disciples and baptize them in the name of the father, son, and the Holy spirit. And mm-hmm. so we're, we're showing that that Jesus um, is is who we serve, who right. we believe in, and and it's a public confession. I guess mm-hmm. is the best way to say it. So I said all that to say is that the symbolism is absolutely us uh, dying to the old self. Right. And so when we go under the water, it's symbolic of of being buried. Um, you know that life is is dead and gone and we come Mm -hmm. out of the water it's a brand new life we've been resurrected in christ and and that's huge for for us i mean we think about all the things that we do that aren't necessarily going to change us but it's like um helping us realize our identity Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like we do certain things to sort of celebrate I'm stepping into this new identity right. and the more things that we can do to make them uh, more tangible and and uh, exercise our faith muscles in mm-hmm. a way that it's just like, hey, I'm, I'm building up this new person in Christ and I want to surround myself with people that are going to encourage me. And that's, yeah. that's part of the process yeah. too because you're in a group of people that you're celebrating this moment with. They're, you know, a lot of times people will clap or, you know, whistle and yeah. just say, yeah, you've done it. It's, it's super important that you're in the Word and it really feeds you to keep walking. But also um, the two other things that I very often talk about, which is prayer and fellowship. Mm-hmm. 
because I've seen so many Christians stumble or like I'll meet a Christian and I'm like you don't act like you're born again because they're not in fellowship and when you're in when you're not in fellowship you can justify doing anything like you can read a part of the Bible and totally twist and turn it into something that it's not and you'll have nobody around to tell you that you've twisted it or that you've made it incorrect Mm. and then you can justify anything right yeah it's a i mean i I think wes talks about this a lot and it's that awareness if we're not aware of our actions and what we're doing uh if we don't ask god to make us aware of our own uh struggles and our own uh faults i think we're kind of gonna we're gonna see ourselves as well i'm doing just fine Mm -hmm. Uh, you can fall in that trap of thinking like i've got this handled Mm -hmm. and then when you get to that point you get a little prideful and you get a little you start blocking out the uh problems that god's been trying to tell you this whole time i've been telling you you need to get into the word so that i can speak to you Mm -hmm. about this i need you to get around other people so that i can speak through them to you he uses all these things prayer so that he can talk to us or yeah the scripture so that we can hear his word or other people so that either they can fill us up or we can fill them up Mm -hmm. And it's if we're not willing to let all those parts work together, we're going to block ourselves out of so many things that he's trying to do through us. And that it's again back to transformation. We can't truly transform if we're not le- letting, not willing to let him in and let us go. Mm-hmm. We're human beings, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, we're not just um, physical and spiritual, we're also psychological beings. Right. And that part of or aspect of our our being needs to be reinforced too mm-hmm. and, and i i think we've talked about several times um pastor craig rochelle at life church has just written a book called winning the war of the mind i may be saying that wrong but the point is is that part of our our old life may have a lot of uh, brokenness that's attached to you know psychological mm-hmm. pain yeah, mm-hmm. and, and there is a process. There is sort of a, a, a method that we go through to sort of rewire mm-hmm. uh, things that happen to us, and that that's not that, that's not necessarily something that we need to think we are um, sort of doing ourselves. I, mm-hmm. I I guess it's we don't want to get caught in the trap of saying that we can do any of this without God, right? Mm-hmm. But the process does involve us responding or taking action. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people will think that, um, well, you're you're not praying enough, or you're not, uh, your faith isn't strong enough, or God will take care of all of these things, and all you're supposed to do is is sit there and not engage yeah. in the healing process and the transformation. And I don't know how many people um you know might agree or disagree with me but for my own experience for my own life the more i can engage in the process and respond to what god is doing and 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 be part of it sort of partner in the healing uh, it it has made a huge difference in my own life yeah and so again um just trying to engage in undoing or uh fixing some of those um mental issues 
to where we're no longer maybe listening to toxic voices mm-hmm. that determine our identity. Uh, we're not um, engaging in some of the habits that are, mm-hmm. you know, have even become sort of unconscious things that we just do without right. really thinking about whether they're uh, something that God wants us to, whether they're healthy, whether they're things that draw us closer to God or, or pull us away. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, uh, I think it's, different 12 step programs that will talk about hurts habits and hangups that sort of have to be drawn out from, mm-hmm. from who we are. And, and that's a process. It, yeah. it takes time to, to get out of that. So, so Craig Rochelle goes into some of the things that he had to go through in order to start thinking clearly, start mm-hmm. thinking more in lines of um, what, God wants him to think because, of course, how we think uh, determines what we believe. It determines um, how we're going to react to certain situations. I mean, well, it also directs your, like, go back to the desires. It directs where your, the desires, your heart, your heart should be what directs your life, but it hits our mind and our mouths first before it gets to our heart. And we have to catch it there first so that the heart can direct our lives. If we don't control those thoughts, we don't take those under the obedience of Christ Mm, and we don't let him guide our lives. It's, it's going to be a mess. It's going to work like, like going back to the beginning, true transformation is not going to happen if we don't address the root of the problem. Yeah. And you brought that up in your message, that passage, right? Second Corinthians, I believe so. 10, five, I think think it is. Let me pull it up real quick. No, I actually didn't, but it's uh yeah, it wasn't in my message, but it is it, it does gonna go along with what we're talking about. And it yeah, Second Corinthians ten five it says we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Uh yeah, so we, it's just about taking control of that those obstacles and those those thoughts that distract us and that get us off of the path and we have to again let Christ take Give give our thoughts over to him. Let get take all thoughts captive under the obedience of Christ. I was trying to figure out how to word that. But no, going back to that, it's and when you think of rebellious thoughts, I'm just thinking of anything that doesn't align with yeah. our transformation. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, re- it, it's really a distraction. Like, yeah. Anything that distracts us from that. Yeah. It's it's uh, people want to think rebellious is in terms of like doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it has become so unconscious that we don't even know. Right. You, do you see what I mean? It's yeah. like it's yeah. this, this willful sort of pushback against God. Addiction is a crazy thing. Is mm-hmm. mm-hmm. addiction gets so woven into the fabric of who we are as human beings right. that we start developing these unconscious ways of living our lives. And that has to sort of like go through this process where God is is drawing that out, and and it's maybe a, a back and forth struggle where God says, "Okay, this is the part that you have to to do a little bit of, and and you have a choice to respond to it, and then I'm going to do my part, and we go back and forth until those things are are, are healed, and mm-hmm. you know, like." talking about the mind is that we have to rewire certain things in in our brain so that we no longer react or respond right. or think or um, you know go through 
processes that are just completely negative and they're really just based on um, things that aren't true mm-hmm. like we react to certain things that are that are negative and we believe it even though it's all perception it's not reality and so we have got to to take that captive right and say we want the truth of christ and we're going to make those thoughts obedient to him and we're not going to believe the stuff that is mm-hmm. is not from him we're, we're going to throw it out right yeah I think our flesh just has so many things ingrained in it. It's almost like muscle memory mm. to do all of these things yeah. that aren't Christ-like. And it's a slow process into reconfiguring how your mind works because I feel like we say, you know, you become born again, you're transformed. And these things are true, but it takes time and it takes practice. Mm-hmm. And I I fear that people stumble when they hear born again because they accept Christ in their life and they go, well, I'm not a completely different person. I'm not perfect. I must not have really accepted God into my life. And mm-hmm. that causes them to stumble. Yeah. That's so good, Sophie, because I think that's kind of a thought process that is not from Scripture, that it's not from what we read, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's something that we have been told by people. Right. And we start to believe things that, really was never the way it was meant to be in the first place Mm -hmm. and salvation is one of those things depending on what tradition you come from that will say that it's it's something that happens in a moment uh and and you're done yeah um you know and we've talked about that uh zorn specifically says when he's you know giving a message specifically about salvation that it's a process. It's, it's mm-hmm. just the start. Like it's the start of transformation. Right. It's you got to build on that after that. That it begins there, and then you continue on. You transform, kind of going back to my steps. You transform mm-hmm. by Christ, and then in Christ, and then for Christ. It's a continuous process. Yeah, it can be so difficult. We get stuck on words and and things that we've learned maybe the wrong way, and salvation is one of those words that we could probably connect to another churchy word, which is <laughs> sanctification. Yeah. And nobody would argue that the sanctification part of growing uh, in Christ um, would be a process, mm-hmm. I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, because it it seems like something that we know is not going to happen overnight or instantaneously that uh, if we could break that down into part three or part two, excuse yeah. me, part two of salvation, people are more um, likely to accept it. I mm-hmm. guess maybe that's the yeah. thing. Is it sanctification is the process of becoming holy, right. of becoming more like Christ, right? And it's this spiritual transformation mm-hmm. to where it's not just. Um, Again, uh, looking the part, but becoming right the part, right, and so it it has to be uh, something that affects every aspect of our being until we're to the point to where all our desires, all the things that we want in life, uh, align like the ideal and the um the re the re the ideal and the real <laughs> matchup. I just. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to say this, but it 
you know, a lot of times what we want mm-hmm. um, is in opposition to what we need. Yeah. And that is a process for all of us. Mm-hmm. And if we don't get real about, you know, saying this is not to where God wants it to be, and it's also where I don't want it to be. Right. And yeah, and there's then there's that scripture. It's another we get so many of these scriptures take either taken out of context or we misconstrued the true meaning of it. Mm-hmm. And this is one that we all I, I don't remember what it where specifically located, but it's that he will God will supply all of our needs according mm. to his riches and glory. So good. There is so much involved in being real with our 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 relationship. Mm-hmm. Um and you know it, it could connect to a lot of relationships not just our relationship with God mm-hmm. is that there is this process of loving yeah. that you know love and infatuation kind of get they, you know they they get misconstrued yeah they they get confused with each other i mean you can be infatuated with somebody and you get all the the warm fuzzies right but there's a process in in learning to love someone and there's a process in learning to love god more than we you know it's a daily it's a daily choice love the other things Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so there there are going to be times in our lives where we're just like, why did I care about that so much? Mm-hmm. As we're growing, you know, as we're transforming, it's like, I, I can't even believe a year ago or however long I used to care about that so much. Mm-hmm. And now I care so much more about what God says is good for me because I've seen how it affects me. I've seen mm-hmm. how it's changed my life. So there's the experiential reality and then there's the ideal that people sometimes try to project on us. Right. Well, this is where you need to be, and they kind of project their timing on it and their expectations, and instead we need to just be listening to God about where he knows we should be at that moment right? and how much we want that. Mm-hmm. Because when those two things match up, his only God's expectations and what we want uh, that things really become more about not uh, forcing us to do things like it's an obligation and duty, mm-hmm. but more it's just, I just love God so much. I'm so grateful, and I want to become that person that he right. wanted me to be you yeah. know, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so many people get caught up in everyday things like, how is this going to work out, and how am I going to do this, and I care so much about this. But so many things are so minuscule on the time scale of our life because, you know, the living part where we're here on earth is so short in comparison to eternity in heaven. That is mm-hmm. so good, Sophie. Yeah. And I don't know if any of you or either of you are fans of Francis Chan, but his illustration about that very thing is fantastic. Mm. And it was one of the very first illustrations that I saw geared towards a youth event, a really large-scale youth mm-hmm. event. And he takes this piece of rope that is mm-hmm. like hundreds of feet long yeah. and says, pretend this is eternity, like mm-hmm. you know, infinitely long piece of rope. And he's like pulling the rope and he's stringing it across the stage and around and people are just like, okay, get to the point, you know, because it goes on forever <laughs> and he's doing that on purpose. Yeah. And then he gets to this very piece and you almost have to like zoom the camera up 
to see the end and there's this red tape wrapped yeah. around maybe the last six inches of mm. this yeah. hugely long piece of rope and says this rope represents your life but this red tape represents your life here on earth mm. yeah and we get so focused on the red tape and we don't think about you know eternity right yeah that we get caught up in the little things and the things that are just in that moment yeah and mm-hmm. i think we also lose sight of like we think we won't have, I thought so many of us think we won't have purpose or anything to do once eternity comes. It's like, well, this is what matters, right? So once we get there, there's like nothing. Like it will just be kind of sitting around and just kind of being idle. It's like, no, God has designed, like he has this grand plan for us f- for all of eternity. So I mean, it's hard to wrap our minds around that, but it doesn't stop here. This is just the the preview. It's not the, it's just the beginning. It's not the, beginning and the end it's just this one little chapter before we get to the ultimate eternity of our mm-hmm. lives so i think that goes right back to the the thoughts the renewing of the mind that, that happens in transformation and we start to see the world through god's eyes we mm-hmm. start to have this sort of eternal bigger perspective and and when we can see things more clearly we can see uh, that just this very moment mm-hmm. is not that big a deal on right. a grander scale. Yeah, then that increases our ability to sort of make decisions that aren't going to give us mm-hmm. instant gratis- gratification. Like we, right. I need this right here, right now. We right. can say it's okay if I wait a little longer because I know God can see things better than I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was the. Uh, I heard somebody. Uh, make this uh, kind of example that uh, when you're at a parade, if you're at there physically, you see a little part, like when it's passing by. It's like when mm-hmm. we how we experience time as mm. well. It's like we're experiencing this one little moment. God sees it as somebody would watch it on television. You see the entire parade route from beginning to end, yeah. and it's the same for structure of time. He sees beginning and end and beyond that and before that. He sees all of it and also happening at once and happening... <laughs> in individual moments and so we have this one little view but god sees the grander scheme and the grander plan it's kind of like you're at the parade and god's like here's a barella an umbrella and you're like why <laughs> would i need an umbrella and then a float comes by that sprays water mm-hmm. and you're able to like keep your outfit dry yeah and you're like oh i get it now mm-hmm. yeah that's really cool because sometimes we we can't understand what God's doing until it happens. Right. Yeah. And we need to be so sensitive mm-hmm. and, and really obedient in ways that does not make sense at right. the time. And, and there are going to be times when he just says, wait for it. Yeah. Wait for well, it. <laughs> he does that so many times. I mean, especially like the, the big one is Abraham. He says, I'm going to make you a father. And he's like, you know how old I am, yeah. how impossible that is. He's yeah. like, wait, I got a plan for you. Just trust me. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, surrounding ourselves with people and uh, checking sort of our, our thoughts. It's like, mm-hmm. this sounds really weird. And, you know, I, I, feel like god said this to me but i'm not sure so would you pray with me about it you know and and that keeps us out of maybe the superstitious and the the thoughts that aren't necessarily from god but we we look at 
you know, God's word and we surround ourselves with people that we know are locked into, mm-hmm. you know, a relationship with God and their things in their lives that, that reveal that to us. And, and sometimes it's hard to know uh, when it, <laughs> when it's God just saying, do this now and then wait for, you know, whatever coming up. Yeah. Uh, but I think once God's proved himself in that way, mm-hmm. uh, once or twice, we get used to it. We recognize, right. yeah, this is what God did before, and I'm totally fine because of uh, the results that I didn't settle for less because right. I wanted instant gratification. Instead of uh, settling, I'm I'm wanting the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think deciding to give your life to Christ is kind of like the pun we were using earlier about growing a seed. It takes a while mm-hmm. for it to bear fruit. It can take years for something to bear fruit. But when it bears fruit, that's when you know you've truly gotten mm-hmm. there and that you're really living it somewhat right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's excellent stuff. I mean, any other thoughts? No, I think we covered it. <laughs> okay. Thanks again for being with us. We'll see you next time. See you. Thank you for listening to the Trend or Truth podcast. This podcast is recorded out of the AMP station in Claremore, Oklahoma. AMP is a Christian ministry geared towards college students and young adults with an emphasis on loving God, loving people, and making disciples. If you like what you heard, consider becoming a subscriber so you don't miss out on a single episode. We release new entries every Monday. Also, rate and review this podcast on iTunes and share it on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and we'll talk to you next time.